0: Spoil the Everest Abe on the mic, them Bull fans going crazy Special guests, we ain't talking them basic We too weak, man, you know we scoring Right hand like Scottie Pippen, but I average 20 like Ben Gordon Now Ske- Phil Jackson had a dream Mike saw it and got the range. Chicago, man So when you see a shot, you better pull up like Zach Levine I'm going 100 from the state to the lake If the Jake stop, man, you tweaking, you straight? I'm shot down like I'm Durkee, yo Like Derrick Rose going straight to the bank I'm so keen when I know it's at stake I go up and get it, I ain't letting it go Bulls Nation know we run the show If it's Abe and Everest, then you know it's gold Ava, everything you know is cold Them other podcasts basic Has he on them? before I drive it to the lane Hit it right in they faces Mike and Scotty said get it done So I finish them with a six piece Jamal wanted me to cross them over So I shake and shift till they knock knees Derek said if it's the UC When I slam it better cause a ruckus Jimmy called me, told me stay clutch And dude like his name Get Bucket Cash Sports Nation Sports Nation Everest Abe on the mic, them Bulls fans going crazy. Special guests, we ain't talking them basic. We too weak, man, you know we scoring. Right hand like Scotty Pippen, but I average 20 like Ben
1: Gordon. Welcome back to the Bulls Nation podcast. As always, I'm Everest Akjobi, joined by Abe Badness. As always, we're enhancing your Chicago Bulls fan experience brought to you by Chicago Sports Nation. It's the end of the season, end of the road. Like boys to men, Chicago Bulls have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. We have all the news and notes as the season wind down, what to look forward towards in the off with the draft and the draft lottery and just where the future goes. Uh, so we're gonna get into all that today and obviously we we'll always have our end of the season, quick hitters, our fast facts as Abe says. We're going to get straight to the end of the season. Abe, talk about just what happened down the
2: stretch. You know, we had a trade that uh, drastically changed the the complexion of the team. Didn't really give guys enough time to fully gel. East was uber competitive. I think more competitive than it previously was, primarily because of the fact that, you know, the typical teams that are at the top weren't at the top. You got newcomers like Boston or uh, Brooklyn really taking a lot of the, you know, attention away from, you know, your typical Celtics. And, um, and now you got Sixers who were a formidable team and you got the Heat who uh, fell back a little bit, but uh, also the dawn of the teams like the Wizards and the Hornets who are now, you know, in playoff contention through the play and, um, you know, the new play in feature for the league. Um, and then I think the biggest elephant in the room is just injury. You know, uh, best player, Zach Levine, was injured for a good portion of the latter part of the season. And really, this is a point in time when we really needed him and uh, Vooch to kind of be able to gel. And they just weren't able to. And at the same time, while the Bulls were kind of recovering, teams were, other teams were just getting stronger. And so you just kind of had this all spiral out of control. So, you know, in a really close you know, um vacuum that we're looking at, we talk about, all right, Bulls lost four out of the last five, not pretty. Um, but if you kind of expand a little bit, they were five out of five and five in their last ten, right? Um, and this, I would say if just as any other, you know, uh, Bulls fan would say, this is an improvement from last season. You know, this is a um, somewhat competitive team and a competitive product that was put out on the floor with a competitive coach. And, you know, two formidable stars, anchors on the offensive end. Um, so there's a lot to build on. But again, there's a lot to build on, too, which kind of tells you, you know, we need we need some more pieces to build on um, and, and to put on top of the, the core here. So I think all in all, it was a good season. Um, we have a draft to look forward to, uh, see what kind of noise the Bulls want to make, if they want to make the same kind of noise as the Bears made by going up and getting a quarterback, getting a big boy, you know, a go-getter. Um, but uh, the Bulls have decisions to make because do they want to stay in the middle of the road or do they really want to take risks? And um, I think that's the question that they need to be answered.
1: Yeah, because if they're going to be competitive in the Eastern Conference, like you said, they're going to have to take risks. That's going to be the name of the game moving forward, especially fitting the, finishing the season at the 11th seed, a few games behind the 10th seed Charlotte Hornets. I mean, just the Eastern Conference, I mean, all the way 1 through 10, it's just going be, to be great for the next few years. None of those teams I don't see falling off anytime soon. So, I mean, we got Zach, we got Vooch, we got a couple other pieces, but we just need to get some more pieces to be at least a middle-of-the-pack type team in the Eastern Conference. I mean, at least an 8-7 eight, eight at least get into the playoff uh, tournament situation. Uh, because, you know, all, all these teams have multiple stars, multiple players that can go get uh, El Boquetos, you know, so uh, it's just going to be a situation where, you know, the uh, I'm sure, you know, the, the the Bulls front office have a plan for the offseason, what kind of players they want to keep, what kind of players they want to move on from, and what kind of players are going to target it in draft. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens. Um, but you mentioned, um, you know, competitive, competitive on the court, but I want to ask you what you think the first year was like under Billy Donovan, 31-41 to coming over from OKC. Now that you kind of have some time to reflect, didn't have his full complement of weapons all season, you know, trades, things of that nature. You know, what's your, your, what's your, you know, your summary of Billy Donovan as a coach as a first year?
2: Um, I thought Billy Donovan was working with less than what he had in OKC. Um and, you know, all things considered, you know, the Bulls were somewhat competitive for a majority of the season, hovering in that, you know, seven, eight spot uh, for, a, for a good portion of the season. Not to mention, you know, they made, he made a nine all-star, and all-star this year, which is a lot to say, you know, as a head coach, when you feature a guy who's never really been able to, you know, cement himself as an all-star in the league, and finally he gets that nod. That's a, big, that's a big, you know, um, you know uh, a point of, you know, attention that you want to give a head coach, such as Billy Donovan. Um, but I think the best thing overall is I think there's a culture now in Chicago that wasn't there previously. You know, um, teams are kind of not just circling the Bulls schedule and saying, all right, this is a game. We can just go ahead and chill or maybe sit a few guys out like they know they're going to get a team who's going to play hard. They know they're going to get a team that's going to be competitive, and if they get caught sleeping, they might get beat, uh, and that's kind of what you always want, you know. Um, you know that, you know, there's only a small amount of teams that are working with, you know, non-commodities, as I like to say, um, real guys who are just doing it night in and night out. Um, no matter how you scheme against them, they're going to get theirs. They're going to drastically change the complexion of the game, and in most cases, change the complexion of the league with every decision they make. Uh, the Bulls don't have any got anybody like that, um, but the, with, they, with they with with what they do have, they are making um, significant impact on the floor.
1: Yeah, I'm just so excited to see what the future looks. Uh, kudos to Billy Donovan. I mean, the OKC Thunder went 22 and 50 this year, you know. So I mean, the Bulls went 31 to 41. So hey, Billy Donovan, you know, maybe the the missing common denominator here. Uh, with the Bulls, as you said, um, talking about Zach, you know, missing two and a half weeks in uh, uh, the season. Bulls went 12 and seventeen down the stretch. The record you know looked a little bit better there five and two to finish, but still not enough, as we said. Again, we keep talking about what the what the team needs, what the team needs, what the team needs. What do you think now that the season officially done? And the general manager and the president of operations, they had to sit back in there, you know, their their little uh, perch over on Madison at the practice facility, and kind of say, okay, this is what we need. You know, they 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 took a big hit, you know, with the with the lottery. You know, now they got a twenty percent chance to get a top four pick. What's your thoughts on you know the guys coming out that could be an immediate impact for the Bulls? I
2: think number one thing is making sure Zach signs, maybe not this season, but he's committed to signing um, an extension. I don't, I think he's up for one or this year or next year, I believe, I'm not I'm entirely sure, but I know um, he did make comments about, hey, I, I want what I deserve. And I think he certainly deserves all of that and then some, because he is the best player to come, <laughs> come through Chicago <laughs> All that, a all,
1: all, all, that in the bag of heralds. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, her, her, yeah. Give him, give him the, give him the full pack. You know, <laughs> the family pack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get him, get him, get him his own name on Lakeshore Drive. You know, get him, You know, name the street after him. You know what I mean? Put a statue up. You need to keep Zach Levine. All right, um, he's the best thing that happened to us for, for a very long time. Um, that's the first piece. Uh, then you really got to start evaluating you know what this college talent looks like because it's not just college talent that is out here in the draft you got a lot of you know the NBA rise uh, or the the G League rise team Um, you got guys coming from overseas Um, there's a ton of I think this is one of the best drafts that we're going to see in maybe about the last four or five years to be completely honest with you there's a lot of talent in it and um, there is—it's not just slim pickings. I think there's a there's a few guys who could, you know, when it's all said and done, who are going to be people are going to be scratching their heads like, why didn't we think about drafting him? You know, why didn't our franchise draft him? So it takes a lot of close evaluation in this draft because I do think there's a lot of difference makers. Um, but then there's some pieces that you want to keep that may not be expensive pieces. You know, you got guys like. Um, You know, I personally really, really like the Javante Green kid. You know, I know he's not a, you know, household name, but from what I've seen, hasn't had a ton of time. I think he's a guy who's not going to cost a ton and he's going to give you solid and quality quality minutes. Um, Daniel Tice, really, really like him. Um, uh, There's a, you know, obviously Thad is someone who I think you should always have a a guy like Thad on your your squad. Um, And then we'll see, you know, this Kobe White experiment, you know, I'm personally not entirely sold but again maybe you give him another year to see you know what pans out but he's another guy who you got to keep close watch on so there's a lot of different things to to really observe here because there's some talent coming through this draft and you can't be the one to miss out.
1: Yeah Zach definitely gonna be looking for the bag he's at 19.5 this year and he's a 19.5 19.5 next year and that's it you know so you're saying like you said he wants that extension you know he wants to go into next season with some security you know and not have the whole situation like where kd had to play out the year is he gonna go is he gonna stay you know just go ahead and sign him up for the long haul i mean was he some key free agents you got after this year like you mentioned daniel tyson unrestricted after this season uh denzel valentine garrett temple javante green you just mentioned they got a couple of guys that are just unrestricted guys that, you know, that you like, you know. So, you know, it'll be good to see some of these guys stay around. But again, as you know, you got to get that core group down. So you can build a roster out from there.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, Tim Duncan mentioned this past weekend, he's had over 100. He had a whole, 140 teammates in his career, wow. you know, and that's playing with in the same franchise. So that tells you how frequently these pieces change. But Tim Duncan played for 20 years. You know, that's not that many if you think about it, right? Um, (laughs) So it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. Over the course of 20 years, you got guys retiring and what have you, injuries and all that. So the fact that he only had 140 um, says a lot about that franchise and says a lot about that organization. Um, On the other hand, you got a team like the Bulls where you do need to start establishing some Tim Duncan-esque type players, right? And make sure they Mm. stay and you keep them. I think Zach is that guy. I think Zach is one of those guys. He may not be the guy, right? But he certainly is one of them. Uh, and I think he's a good little piece to, to start building on. Uh, Busevich, obviously someone they traded for, they think he is as well one of those types of guys. So um, a good beginning, but we still need to fill out the rest of this uh, puzzle. Mm. Well,
1: hey, look, we're going to see here in a couple months a draft coming down, you know, in July. We're going to see what's happening. We're going to see how everything shakes out. Like you said, not just the college guys, but the overseas guys, the G League Ignite guys, you know, free agency guys. I just hope the Bulls can make the right pick because, you know, it's this is definitely a, a, a good start to the Billy Donovan era, especially establishing Zach Levine and Gim Vucevic. And it's just going to be, you know, uphill from here. So, Abe, I want to ask you, you know, side, you know, just kind of sidestep a little bit, kind of uh, crab dribble a little bit, um, you know, from the Bulls into to the, the NBA playoffs, you know, starting here, we got this play in tournament going on. What's your thoughts on that first and foremost?
2: Um, you know, I think there's two ways to look at this. You know, uh, you look at it from a fan's perspective. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with more basketball, you know, tournament like basketball. Where you know teams are playing really, really hard for one game, and it's all on the line for this one game. Um, it it definitely brings that you know NCAA tournament feel to, to the NBA, which I think um, a lot of fans have you know asked for and really you know you know uh, made you know made uh, salient arguments about uh, for. Um, but then on the other end, you know there's a there's a purist in me, uh, the guy who's been watching NBA for as long as he's been you know alive. And I personally just, it, the change bothers me, you know, it bothers me to see, you know, all this work you put in into the regular season. It's kind of, well, as number 16 through, through an eight team, uh, kind of, or actually seven and eight, nine and 10, uh, kind of goes to waste where you feel like you got to, in this little purgatory where you're not in the playoffs, but you're not out of it either. Uh, I just don't, I can't fully subscribe to it. Uh, It kind of, you know, makes me wonder then why do we play the 70 plus games to begin with, right? Um, But I see, and then there's the best, there's a business side of it where I see, okay, maybe, you know, um, you know, uh, maybe the commissioner of the league probably felt, okay, Adam Silver said, hey, you know what, we're not, we're probably not going to get through every game with COVID going on here. need to find a way to get all these games in to make sure that this, you know, all all the collective bargaining, you know, um, covenant, uh, you know, thresholds are met and what have you. So um, I, I get all all sides of it. All in all, hey, more basketball. There's really nothing wrong with that. Just don't would hate to see a player who is, you know, you know, really crucial to the league and crucial to, the, to his team, um, go down in one of these games, and either his team qualifies for the playoffs and he's not able to play, or he's they don't qualify for the playoffs because um, perhaps he got injured uh, in the game, um, and there's a team that already would have made it had this been the previous year with the previous rules. So uh, I think it's more of a continuation of this last, um, you know, uh, bubble season, and hopefully it goes to win, it goes to end at by next season. That's my hope because I I don't want to see a team play 82 games and then say, all right, we got to play three more or two more just to get into the playoffs. I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose of the 82 games, you know?
1: Yeah, I I take that motion because I don't want to see guys get hurt either. And I take the example with the Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal, is. Um, Hamstring, he's been out and he's not 100% healthy. And he came out and said, You know, basically, I'm not 100% healthy. Will he be able to play in a playing game or or not? You know, you see what's going on with the Gold State Warriors. James Wiseman's out. You know, he's supposed to be their big man of the future. So I just think that, you know, I do agree with you. You don't want to see an important piece to an organization go down in a quote unquote playing game. Where they would already any any other season they'd be in the playoffs, you know, you know, uh, immediately. Uh, like the Washington Wizards, like I said, they're the A seed. The Gold State Warriors, they're the A seed. Why are they playing these playing games? you know, traditionally, you know, the one through eight makes it. You know, so I do agree with you again. Also, it's the business side. You know, hey, the league was like, yo, we want to miss games, cancel games, postpone games because of COVID. We gotta be able to fulfill our TV revenue rights with our local and national deals that we have. just just do this play in tournament thing, you know. For me, I like the one and done, like it's double A situation. I don't like it where, hey, you can win a game or then you can win a game and then, you know, maybe it's, yeah, with two out of three, like I, I wanna see like a real, like one and done type situation. You know, it also feels, and I, and I don't know, maybe it's me, maybe correct me I'm wrong, you may call me silly, but if you don't have a tournament, just do all the whole teams together, like, you know, one through 16 or one through whatever, like, you know, the NCAA tournament and just have everybody seated that way. You know, I don't know, maybe that's just asking too much because the NBA is different, but that's just kind of my thought process.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you can make an argument for that too. Um, I mean – it's just so odd, you know, uh, the NBA isn't where people just play to play. I mean, you earn your right to get home court advantage. You earn your right to get game seven at your home um, by, you know, being committed all season long, you know, 70 or 82 games in and out. You know, being, you know, being that we're, you know, Chicago people, you know, you're talking about the Bulls, you know, winning 72 games in the season, 69 games in the season, knowing full well. If they ever came to a game seven, it's gonna be in Chicago. You gotta go through the Bulls in Chicago, you know, in Chicago Stadium or the United Center or what have you. That was that was the standard. So that's just kind of why it throws me off when I see teams doing playing games and all and what have you. Uh it just throws me off.
1: Yeah. So again, last thing on the playing
2: game, we're gonna see probably that's over
1: with next year's playoffs. So who you got? Making it to the finals out of the West, you got to make it to the finals out of the East?
2: You know, I said last year, I, I, I had the prediction, um, you know, going into the season that it was going to be the Clippers and the Nets. And I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, a part of me wants to say no to the Clippers, uh, but I'm going to stick with it because I just believe they're a better team um, then I think they're better than the Lakers. I do. I still do believe that. And I know that sounds wild, but I do believe they're better than the Lakers right now. And I also believe that Denver is not going to get it done um, uh, as they're currently constructed. And But I do think Denver is the team of the future. And I'm not a believer in the Jazz. And I'm not really a believer in the Suns. I'm, I'm going to stick with my convictions and say Clippers and Nets. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Um, I must
1: ride the train to the fall off with LeBron and AD if they can stay healthy, if they can stay healthy with the Lakers. And then on the East Coast side, I'm really liking what the 76ers are doing right now with Doc. Doc got them boys turned around. Joel Embiid, this MVP candidate, Ben Simmons playing hard. I just really like what's going on at 76ers. I don't know if I'm a believer in the Nets right now they don't play on defense, you know? So, I mean, Hey, I I don't know. Maybe the offense, they, they just outshoot, shoot, shoot teams, outscore teams, but I'm just, I'm, I'm right on the cusp of the nets, but I'm more, I'm more on the the doc rivers uh, bandwagon right now the 76ers.
2: Yeah. That's a good choice too. I just, um, I just can't, I don't know how you guard that team. I don't know how you defend the nets. Uh, Yes, they don't really guard, but they don't have to be really good defensively. They just got to be good for a few possessions, if you ask me.
1: Breaking news. This is an important PSA brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer which is now available for purchase in the United States and Canada. The new trimmer was just released moments ago and we are the first one to get our hands on it. Just over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SHI, C-H-I at manscaped.com. No person wants to end up with pews in their mouth and your balls will thank you. And now let's get back to the show. All right, well Abe, hey, let's get into our our infamous what the fans want, our infamous, fast, fast, fun facts.
2: You know, we're gonna you do- change you change the name every single time. <laughs> I know. Fast facts. <laughs> hey, fast fun facts. <laughs> I think you said fruity facts last time. I mean, come on, man. Hey
1: man, it, it's supposed to be like lighting Chris, around Chris,
2: to be Christianio Felicio <laughs> facts. I mean, come <laughs> on, man.
1: Tim Floyd, Jerry Krauss facts,
2: <laughs> uh, Tom Thibodeau facts. <laughs> all
1: right, all right. We're gonna set the ground rules up, up front because you say I always change it in the middle of the end of it. We're gonna do two questions per, we're gonna do one old school question. And then one from somebody in the new era, the current 2020 2020, team, 2021 team. So we're going to do two questions. One old school, one new school. Like you said, I'll be switching it up. So, all right. I'm going to go first since I got my question up here. This is going to be a good one too. This is going to be one that you may get because you're an old school Bull fan. You may not get, you know, I don't know. My fun fact for you is, what Chicago Bulls player went undrafted that won defensive player of the year? Undrafted. 10, 9,
2: 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Oh, Ben Ben Wallace? Two, one. Ben Wallace. Ding ding ding. <laughs> That's great. Great job.
1: Ben Wallace, so drafted by, undrafted by Chicago Bulls, end up winning defensive player.
2: What college? did Ben Wallace go to? Since you stand up, Ben Wallace. It's a great question. I think he went somewhere in the south. Um, Virgi- Virginian Union Virginia University. Union. Okay, cool.
1: D2. D All right, you got that one. Well, go ahead.
2: All right. Well, I just got done watching the 7-Minute Live skit on uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, shit. oh shit. And um, I it was so good to be. It was such a good skit. That I, I had to bring this into the into the questioning. And, and, oh, the, old, it's the, old, the old school question. It's the old school question. If as, as long as you watched the uh, Michael Jordan special, um, the, the the Bulls special, you should be fine. I
1: didn't watch the, the, the SNL. I don't watch that.
2: No, the special, not not the SNL. Last the Last Dance Me? Yes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I watched that. Okay. Name the security guard that beat. Michael Jordan in Quarters Against the Wall. Oh my
1: God.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to just say his name is Larry. His name was John Michael Wozniak. Oh, wow. What did he call him in the show? I think they just called him John. But uh, he had this. He had, he 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 became. He's he's not. He's no longer living. So rest in peace, uh, John oh, Wooden. But um, in the in the actual special, they showed him, you know, playing quarters against the wall with Michael before a, uh, a game, and he beat him. And MJ was complaining. And he's like, "Oh man, you just do this rolling thing. You know, the quarter just rolls." And uh, Wozniak made this really funny joke. He's like, "Yeah, this money rolled up, rolls right up into my pocket." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's a comeback!
2: One, best comeback I ever heard. And uh, like MJ just had to eat it. I loved it. I loved it. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's my question.
1: Yeah, and like I remember that like Jordan had like his little room. He would get like he wouldn't like Jordan never got dressed in the locker room. He was always in that little side little athletic training room type situation. Right. Had his old little posse in there with the cigars and stuff. Like, Jordan was just like a savage, wasn't he?
2: He was, I mean, that's why they, that's why he is who he is, man. All right, so y'all was your old school. We got two old school
1: questions out the way. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to my new school, my new school questions. And we're going to stick with the current Chicago Bulls roster or staff or anything like that. All right. My second question on the fast facts is for head coach Billy Donovan. We all know Billy Donovan was once the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We also we all know that he was a head coach for the Orlando Magic for 2.2 <laughs> seconds. We also know he was the head coach for one Florida Gators. There were a total of two Chicago Bulls that played for the Florida Gators on his team. Tell me which two players that was on uh, Billy Donald's Florida Gators National Championship team played for the Chicago Bulls?
2: Um, Corey Brewer and Joe Kim Noah. Greg? <laughs>
1: golf collapse wow i knew you were gonna get jokey i did think you were gonna get Corey brewer <laughs> I, I
2: i loved that florida team just so i, I <laughs> love that florida team
1: wow two for two never ever have i ever <laughs> seen this. wow i thought that was that was hey that was a good one right there you got that bro
2: hey man uh, every every now and then, even a broken clock gets the time right. <laughs>
1: a broken clock time is right twice a day. <laughs>
2: hey man, hey, gotta, hey man. All right, all right. Well, I guess that leaves us to this final
1: finale. <laughs> finito
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> and finito. <laughs> Let's go. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling to because I I feel bad that I'm winning right now. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Why you ain't won yet? Uh, Two two. Nobody's won two zero. I mean, dad, it's a shutout.
2: Yeah, because you got you didn't get the first one, right?
1: No, I did not get the first
2: one. So so I won already. So really, this is all about me. This is just like consolation right now. (laughs) It is. It's a consolation. That's why do I should I be should I be vicious? Should,
1: <laughs> you step, should you step over me like Lou or, yeah, uh, right. ba- or should you just uh, just just hit it, hit it, hit it, uh, hit it all net and way bye-bye like Dave, Dave Lillard?
2: What you want to do? Okay, okay, here we go. <sighs> okay, here we go. So, on the current Bulls roster, there is a young man who has the last name Felicio.
1: (laughs) My brother, my brother, my brother, Chris, Cristiano.
2: (laughs) Correct. All right. In his foreign native land, he played for a group called Minas. He played for a team called Minas and also for a team called Flamingo. We're not gonna talk about Flamingo right now. We're gonna talk about Minas, the one um, club he played for. Okay. Minas is a sports club in Brazil. Yes, yes. And it is known for one particular sport over every other sport. Yes. Brazil, what is that sport? Volleyball. Man, 0 for 2, bro. Tennis. Man.
1: Tennis, oh my gosh. Same tennis day. I knew and look, I knew I didn't want to say soccer because I would have been a trap question. I knew soccer would be too easy. I knew volleyball is big in Brazil.
2: Dang. It is. It is. I would have guessed that too tennis? if I didn't know. Tennis. Minas Tennis Cluby. <laughs> That's what they call it. Minas Tennis Clube. Tennis tennis clubie.
1: Oh wow, man. One of my friends, Leonardo Demetrio, plays for Flamingo right now. They ball oh. in the playoffs. Man. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah. So, I knew I know about Flamingo, but Minas, Minas Klubi. What do you call it? Minas Tennis
0: Klubi. Oh,
1: man, that's weak. <laughs> so, hey, you know, what are we going to look forward to next podcast? You know, now we're officially in the offseason. You know, what are we going to talk about next, next time we come on the show?
2: You know, we're Bulls fans here, right? It's a Bulls podcast. We're going to stick talking about the Bulls. Even though they're not in the playoffs, we're going to break down the roster and talk about. How each player performed this season, give them grades, and then at this, and then secondly, we're going to look into the gra- into the draft. We're not going to talk about the teams that are playing in the NBA playoffs because you know what? E, none of them are the Bulls. This is the Bulls <laughs> podcast.
1: I feel that. I appreciate that. you know, we're going to stick all things Bulls. We're going to talk about the news, news and notes, highlights, lowlights, everything on the off and all that good stuff. So as always, hey. Tell the people out there where they can find you at on social media.
2: Again, I don't tweet a lot, but if you want to follow me, good luck with that. It's I-B-B M-W-P. That's at I-B-B-M-W-P.
1: Why don't you tweet at all, man? I
2: don't got no damn time, bro. I don't even know what to, to say, bro.
1: <laughs> you can tweet out a little sum something, something every now and again. You can retweet this podcast that's what i do every time you put one out i retweet it you know what i'm saying for my followers I'll, to, I'll to do know, that you know i'll
2: you do know, that maybe, a, maybe, have,
1: maybe you can drop a gym on everybody too you know hey you know you got you got some good gym I, over there
2: I, I do not i don't mind retweeting the bulls podcast i did i even know you did that so i'll start doing that too <laughs> well
1: everybody you can all you can find me everywhere on social media at coach everest um twitter instagram linkedin Facebook, Notebook, MySpace, I'm everywhere. You know, follow me. You know, I'll give my good tips and notes on the Bulls and just check in, check in with you on my personal life, what I got going on too as well. As always, before we get out of here, the Bulls Nation podcast wants to get a special shout out to Chicago Sports Nation. Again, enhancing your Chicago fan sports experience. Uh, check them out at Shy Sports Nation as well for everything, uh, everything but Chicago sports content. As always, I'm Everest. That's Abe. We out of here. Peace.
0: And had a dream. Mike saw it and got the ring. Chicago, man. So when you see a shot, you better pull up like Zach Levine. I'm going 100 from the state to the lake. If the Jake stops, man, you tweaking you straight. I'm shot town like I'm dirky. yo, like Derek Rose, going straight to the bank. I'm so keen when I know it's at stake. I go up and get it, I ain't letting it go. Bulls nation know we run the show. If it's Ava Everest, then you know it's cold Ava Everest, then you know it's cold. Them other podcasts basic. He's a them? before I drive it to the lane. Hit it right in their faces. Mike and Scotty said, get it done. So I finish them with a six-piece. Jamal wanted me to cross him over so I shake and shift till they knock knees Derek said if it's the UC when I slam it better cause a ruckus Jimmy called me told me stay clutch and do like his name Give up cash Sports Nation Sports Nation Everest Abe on the mic them bull fans going crazy Special guests we ain't talking them basic We too weak man you know we scoring Right hand like Scotty Pippen but I average 20 like